0: Three, two, one, go! What's up everybody? This is episode 95 of Cooldown Time. In this episode... We're giving our critiques about last week's Nintendo Direct, plus Hogwarts Legacy impressions, and our takes on the Dragon Age Dreadwolf leak. So let's introduce your two-man panel for the show. I'm your graphically impressive host of the show, Marco, and joining me is the technical mess of the show, the co-host of the show, the black lung of the show, <laughs> Pablo, who is, uh, who is not coughing so much this week. Pablo, you feeling all right this week? What's going on with your main? sure sure
1: um yeah uh then yeah, no, i'm good now um i don't know but that last week's episode if you guys heard it i think i got most of the calls out of there but right i was worried I started, about you
0: man you right before the show
1: started i was like oh my god i, just, I got the black lung as michael would say <laughs> for red Dead redemption 2 yeah man it's been an interesting time to be a, a video game fan this week specifically if you're playing Hogwarts Legacy, mm, the
0: game that shall not be named,
1: probably. Yeah. Oh, look at you. No controversy you know, at you know, all surrounding I, I, I that. I heard game. there's
0: a website out there that, that helps people find out any podcast that mentions the name of that game. Oh, to we, ban you. No, I'm just joking. That's, that, that's just the plan, the whole Twitch thing. That automatically
1: got going. have been added to the list. Yeah. <laughs> We'll talk about we'll talk about that so, sort of stuff. Um, we're not making. Yeah. I, I'm not trying to make light of the controversy per se, because there are reasons to be upset about anything sure. Harry Potter these days for sure. But you know there is hypocrisy in the air, which we'll we'll touch on just a little bit uh, here pretty shall. soon. Doing okay though. Life all right. Good. Yeah. Life life is good. Family's good. How about yourself? How's it going?
0: Oh, he asked me. Oh man, I, I didn't think you asked, but you did. I should have kept the that.
1: tradition going and just not give a, a fuck time, and man. be like, anyway. <laughs> Harry Potter
0: I just feel like when you ask you don't care when you ask you just say it cuz you have to say it.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: um no. no, I'm doing good, man. Um I actually got a chance to go to a magic game uh this week. I got a chance to see them play the Knicks and all of my fellow New Yorkers came out and uh booed the home team and oh, you I was kind of proud game. in a weird way as a New Yorker myself, but you know. What happened? What what? What? you were in that game I saw that a little highlight and it's like oh
1: Knicks fans travel well and it's like it was literally a home game for the Knicks
0: it was it was a complete home game for the Knicks but uh got my sports on though it was a good time to get out there and watch the game for a little bit but uh yeah ready to talk about some games this week and uh obviously some controversies as well so uh, big show this week, for sure, as we unpack the direct and uh, leaks and all kinds of other news and interesting topics in the gaming biz. So if you like the sound of that and you don't mind us talking about games to you, give our show a sub. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and even our official website at cooldowntime.com. And if you're feeling extra cool, you know what to do. Follow us on IG, Twitter, or Hive at It's cooldown Time to keep us in your FOV. In between episodes uh, but let's go ahead and get the show started with the segment dedicated to the games we've been playing since you last heard from us that we call loadouts
1: all systems nominal
0: loadouts ready all right so we might as well not beat around the bush Pablo um, Hogwarts legacy is on the docket right and I yeah. think just just saying that in in the state of, of gaming discourse right now is saying uh, a lot So Mm -hmm. I think it's important uh, to not only talk about, you know, how we feel about the game uh, and just the general thoughts about our impressions or your impressions rather so far, but to also kind of talk about some of the conversations surrounding the game, too, and uh, not exactly ignore the elephant in the room. Right. Um, So, you know, Pablo, I want to kick it over to you and, um, you know, I'll kind of let you drive this one. Um, You know, tell me where you want to start here and and how you want to unpack the game and the situation around the game. (laughs)
1: I want to start with the backlash because I think it's important to to kind of get that uh, you know talk about that uh, before we get into any impressions of how much okay. I am or not enjoying the game. But yeah, as for gotcha. the backlash itself, listen, this is a massive, massive IP, and that is always going to invite people who especially if it, when it's a video game, who are non-gamers, to also share their opinions on this. So a lot of this stuff is blown out of, uh, not a proportion, but just kind of blown up bigger than what you expect just because it's it's now, it's this IP, it's huge, and now it's a, a new thing that possibly can, uh, you know, push with the JK J- Rowling agenda, uh, which is she is a transphobic piece of shit, if you want to just be clear about it. But uh, I think, honestly... Uh, I understand the outrage in terms of anytime she releases anything, anytime a new Harry Potter movie is either announced, released, whatever the case may be, there is this uh, there is this backlash from the community because anything you do to support this, uh, this person would at, at a point, you know, anything you buy, for example, if you purchase this game, you're putting money in her pocket. And so being that she is who she is at that point in turn, many people are kind of just kind of conflating that with you. Adding to her cause. Like, adding uh, monetary uh, acceptance to her cause. Because she said to herself that she that anything that comes from anything Harry Potter goes to her. And goes to not only her, but also what she deems to be right in terms of how she donates her money. So, that's out there. She's said that before. Uh, but the, the truth of the matter is... It, I... I I think the hypocrisy, especially in the video game community, is a little bit out of control because there are many, 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 many different examples of games being made by creators who are horrible people. Companies that have promoted racism, sexism, toxic work environments. And at that point, we're really able to, a lot of us are able to separate that and just buy the game and talk about the game with not not ever addressing these things. You know, you're even your indie darlings. You have people like Steve Gaynor who has come out to be a pretty difficult person to work with and, and kind of created a terrible work environment. Ken Wong, who created Florence, uh, another one who's been absolutely horrible to work for. Uh, and, and nobody really mentions those things when we talk about these these things. And now that may not seem like, uh, like it's a one-for-one one thing, but an, again, EA, Ubisoft, all these companies, really... Apple. Yeah. Apple, yeah, anything. Not just out of video games, period. Anything you buy these days, they've been attached to something that could be described as heinous. Like, Microsoft is trying to buy Activision, Blizzard, all that, you know, Bobby coding, all Kotick, that stuff hello, going yeah. on over there. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely ho- horrible. But the notion that if you buy Harry Potter Legacy that you are, in fact, agreeing with her views is absolutely absurd because we do we never do that when we buy anything from anybody else who is involved in such weird things like when we watch movies Pirates of the Caribbean or, or whatever films that we watch that have these these, uh, these actors that are been involved in horrible things if, if, I, if I watch a Kevin Spacey movie does that mean I agree with Kevin Spacey being who he is like these things really don't matter and kind of like putting yourself in a position where you don't even want to talk about something because you're afraid of the backlash that's tough and then the communities out there there are people who have who are set on that in in terms of like coming after the people
0: who want to support jk rowling bullying bullying people who are streaming it spoiling the game on purpose death threats bad out here Death death threats you know yeah
1: it's just it's just the hypocrisy that gets me because we can at one point completely, uh, like we have, and say, we don't agree with anything J.K. Rowling says, we actually think that she's a terrible person for her thoughts, but also, this game, Hogwarts Legacy, came out, created by a team who's passionate about the IP, she's not involved in it in any way, shape, or form, other than she created the overarching uh, world, and then to say, well, if you buy that game, you are also a piece of shit like J.K. Rowling, because that's crazy, it's a crazy talk, because we don't, we are in many, many Every aspect of life, we buy something, see something, watch something. That has that involves somebody else that has been involved in horrible things. And we don't automatically just shut them down. Because I mean, we, we would do nothing. We would watch nothing. We would buy nothing. It's it's just a weird take, honestly.
0: What yeah. do you think? Yeah. Well, here's, a, here's what I've realized about the internet. Um, people on the internet are obsessed with telling you who you are. Mm-hmm. They're so obsessed with that. Everything that you do, they take one little thing that might be a little bit off, you know, off the cuff or a little different than the norm. And they take that, they conflate it, and they use that to create a label for you. There's nothing more annoying about Twitter and the Internet than when a complete stranger who's never met you, never broke bread with you, never said a word to you in person and wouldn't dare say some of the shit that they say on the internet to your face. Right. Tries to tell you who you are based on one decision that you make in your life. Right. Yeah. No one person except for, you know, the fucking Hitlers of the world should be defined (laughs) by one thing that they do. Right. Because of how catastrophic those type of figures are. Right. This is a video game and this is a video game based on an intellectual property that, whether you like its creator or not, played a huge role in a lot of people's childhoods and upbringings and, and histories. It's it was a gateway for people to get into all sorts of things like writing, even video games, uh, among many other things. It's an inspirational, um, you know, linchpin for a lot of people in their in their lives, and it's not always easy to shut that off, right? And um, unfortunately, we live in a society now where Famous people do a lot of fucked up shit. And, oh, yeah. we, and, and we're left with the dilemma of what do we do about it, right? What does an R. Kelly fan do when you find out what he was doing to underage girls, right? Do you stop listening to the music? Do you separate the art from the artist? Everybody has those decisions to make, and there's no... there's there's, sometimes there's no clear-cut answer you know there's no wrong answer honestly and 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 sometimes there's no wrong answer correct so if people want to stop listening to Kanye West because of the stuff that he said um, or you know late last year that's their choice if people don't want to support this particular video game here because of what J.K. Rowling has said that's their choice but I think the internet just has a problem as a whole with people making choices that don't align with their own. And this extends into a lot of things about uh, society, about politics, about everything. Everybody thinks they're right and everybody thinks everybody else is wrong. Um, and so exactly. there is no winning. There's no winning in this type of situation, no, and, right? And <clears throat> I think that really kind of like
1: not pisses me off because that would be that's a little too much, but it's like industry folks also jumping on to the conversation and then this Mm -hmm. industry as a whole continually covers reviews previews and even carry ads on their very prominent websites by and banners and they do live streams all from deplorable companies that do horrific things but because this is such a moment in time this is a hot button topic issue people want to you know some websites want to stand there and and kind of just 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 get on their own soapbox a little bit, uh, but I, I've seen many people who 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 are not buying the game for personal reasons and, and be kind of level-headed and be like, Hey, listen, if you feel bad about it, but you want to play it, like go ahead and buy the game. And if you want to donate the same amount of money, $67 that you spend on to, to a nonprofit or, or or any, you know, any kind of movement that is supporting trans rights, you can do that. That's a way to kind of level that off for your own soul. If that's how you feel about it. But uh, uh, like to say that one thing is the right thing to say, if you buy the game, you're a transphobe. And if you don't, then you, then you're fine. That's, that's, asinine that's an ass and it is has been kind of diluted into that very clear cut uh one side right it's either you buy it right. or you're a homophobe or you don't you're not it's ridiculous it's a ridiculous yeah. kind of notion and it's a very lazy uh, attempt at trying to discredit anybody just because they don't see it the way you see it
0: yeah lazy is a huge word here too and because lazy kind of leads into hypocrisy as you mm-hmm. touched on Um, Me and Pablo live in Central Florida, right? And there's a theme park here in Central Florida called Universal Studios. You know what's inside Universal Studios? The Wizarding World of Harry Potter, ladies and gentlemen. And um, I I think I can speak on behalf of Pablo when I say, don't really hear a lot about any protesting, any picketing going on. uh, Anyone that is standing outside Universal marching in protest, so when we talk about hypocrisy and a lot of people aren't going to like hearing this but where's the energy over here for this kind of thing? Why why was it just the video game that caught all these bullets? Why wasn't it other areas in which Harry Potter's license have been used, right? So where where I mean where I'm going with that is it feels like the gaming industry um kind of doesn't touch on that stuff and just wants to lock in on on right. the game and tell you well 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 you know forget other forget all that this is what you should care about it's the game that stuff will whatever it's fucked up and in and, and, well it doesn't really work that way though because you know. if if you want to be by the book about this you know but this this whole protesting thing then you have to keep that same energy with everything, right? And I yeah. just don't see that right now. I think this game is kind of getting the pile on. And, you know, and I hate to throw the devs in there, but, like, the devs kind of don't deserve this, you know? They're just trying to make a good game that taps into the things that people love about Harry Potter and, and that world. And uh, I can only imagine what they're going through, you know? Yeah, and it, um, it, it, meanwhile, and Universal it, Studios is making millions every day, and no one's standing there saying shit.
1: And that's the thing that kind of, it's like, I feel like the industry has let itself be infiltrated by these people who are more, I think are more concerned or are, their actual motive is to tell people they're wrong rather than the actual reason that they claim to, to be backing. Because you have even... Uh, what's it called Harry Potter um, and the Cursed Child which is a book written by J.K. Rowling has a Broadway show a very prominent Broadway show that is out there very popular that people go to that. all the time and that is directly written by her the stuff in Universal Studios once again is is inspired by her books it's not an offshoot or yep. something yeah a lot of stuff in this game comes from her books of course Hogwarts and all that stuff but the story itself they, they tried they did everything they possibly could in my opinion to separate themselves as much as they can setting this game hundreds of years before the events of the other books and at the and adding things that are that, that are new to the game and also new to the ip itself you know kind of post- putting their own stamp on it um it's it's just it's just one of those things, and even with even with uh the, them, whether people see this as pandering or not, adding a uh, a trans woman in the game itself, even that has been met with kind of like, oh, that's lazy, or that they didn't do a, a good enough job, or whatever the case may be. And it's it's one of like you said, Marco, you can't win. Uh, but I, I'm not going to let anybody tell me specifically what my views are, how I should feel about a certain thing. I think if anybody yeah. asks and they mm-hmm. want to know, of course, trans lives matter. JK Rowling is a piece of shit for her opinions on that. And I am still playing the game. And guess what? I'm enjoying it. I, yeah. I'm not, you know?
0: Yeah. I, I want to say this before we talk about the game too, I want to address the other side of the coin. Um, Cause I think it's fair to say this too. Um, the people that are, the opposite end of the spectrum that are going to extremes of, you know, getting on and trolling people who aren't supporting the game by saying, well, now oh I'm going to buy three fucking copies of Hogwarts that's, Legacy. Thanks. I just remembered to pre-order. things now that I saw that tweet. Like, I think what, the, it, what this says to me at the end of the day is what I said a couple months back on the show. The gaming community is one of the worst, most toxic communities in the world. Uh, of any kind, it really is. Uh, especially in the world of entertainment, um, because everybody lives in fucking Wackyville, where they say shit that they would never dare say to somebody to their face at all. The keyboard warrior syndrome is in full effect uh, on both and sides of the And they made profile spectrum. pictures. Yeah. And first name bunch of numbers is their Twitter handle <laughs> usually. So, and, and so, you know, I, I, I want to wrap my portion of this up by saying this. When it comes to this game, or when it comes to any kind of scenarios like this game, it's unfortunate that we're put in these positions where we have to figure out what to do about art versus artist. Um, But what I suggest people do, regardless of where they land, is do whatever feels best for your conscience, but don't expect what you do for your conscience to be what everybody else should do. Uh, you're, You're not the gold standard. You're not the flag bearer. You're not Um, the person who decides what's best for anybody else. You're not me, I'm not you. And if more people could just accept that and stop trying to preach, uh, stop trying to, air quotes, rehabilitate people uh, for the decisions that they make that differ from yours, I think we'd all just be able to live and let live and do what we'd like to do that make us happy. Um, but I think the back and forth from the people who are bullying those who are playing the game and bullying those who are not playing the game uh, is a sign that us earnest people, the level-headed folks out there, need to um, be very careful of, of what we expose ourselves to in social media. Um, I've I've been on a banning spree on Twitter. I've banned yeah. certain words from popping up. Any tweet that says Xbot or Ponies, like Sony Ponies, kind of thing. I, I'm banning users. I I don't. I'm very much trying to control what I get to see, and I can't control it all. You know, some stuff's yeah. gonna slip through. But just be careful out there, ladies and gentlemen, of what you let your your eyes consume, because if you were looking forward to this game, it just feels kind of fucked up right now. And in and, yeah, and you know. I, I can imagine as a as a longtime Harry Potter fan, uh, or even just a, a passerby, it just feels very dude I don't know it just feels very deep right it's just, now again you know? back
1: to the hypocrisy of it all like there's a game coming out in about two weeks Atomic Hearts that really has some questions that they have to answer whether or not the Russian government was involved in buying the game does buying the game actually uh, give mm-hmm. money to the Russian government the whole entire story about the, the Atomic Hearts is you're a Russian KGB agent where Russia w- won World War 2 like there's a whole bunch of stuff on there that's weird and nobody's talking about that I mean, people are talking about this game that is like three times remember Move from J.K. Rowling's like kind of purview. Yeah, she makes money off of it, but she's rich. This isn't going to break her or make her. Like this isn't going to create a situation where she is now able to do something to to pika uh logic behind a lot of the stuff is it, it's, it's just so weird, man. Um but I'm going to tell you. They made
0: <laughs> They made a good game, yeah. man. They made They made a good game. <laughs> Listen. Did they yeah, it's at an 85 uh, on, on a open bullshit. critic right now, which is really good. Um, reviews, very positive. Yeah. You you won that one. It yeah, was almost eight, it, it was 86 for a while, but then it, it knocked down a point. Uh, I called some oh, people. Oh, don't worry. I, called I, I think it might that, go that down a little like bit more because there's Potter some other prominent they, websites getting uh, they, they uh,
1: receiving review codes. So, yeah, they're still trickling a little bit. Oh, yeah. Bit. But anyway, yeah they're um, still
0: trickling in. They're still trickling in. But nevertheless. It's really good.
1: Look, uh I think... This is the game all Harry Potter fans have been waiting for. It's a true open world RPG in that Potter universe. has a super captivating opening, right into iconic locations. It hits all the things that we know and love from the film and books early and often. Uh, and it, it starts off like a real treat to, to Harry Potter fans, honestly. And then on top of that, it is a competent, in fact, well done RPG uh at first I was kind of it it, I thought maybe it's hard for me to say specifically uh if this game is for non-Harry Potter fans but I've as I've played the game more and and kind of experienced the RPG elements of the game and the combat and the traversal I feel like this is a competent RPG anyway that this could have been pretty much anything and still would have been as good obviously the Potter stuff it helps it and elevates it in in terms of uh familiarity but uh I do wonder for those who are non-Harry Potter fans if they maybe throw too many things at you way too often like things that are not necessarily explained because they kind of almost are relying on prior knowledge they assume you Uh, know yeah yeah and it, it, it might come across as like what is this like it might come across as almost um Corny or co- plot convenience, but it's really uh, there are established things within the world that really make specific things. And I'm not, and I'm being I'm being a little vague because I don't want to spoil some things in the early yeah, yeah, in the, in yeah, the game yeah, for sure. But um, I'm I'm. I, I'm not a fan of the term love letter when it comes to to talking about certain things because it, most times it's overused and honestly even more more often completely misused in terms of what that actually means. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is the game you can definitely say that about, and even then I won't say it uh, because it, it really <laughs> is. It, they really take the 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 actual the fans behind the game, the people who made this game. You can tell the love. That was put into the into into creating this game, and how much they know about Harry Potter. But not only that, but just how, the reverence in which they've treated this the, the game itself. And I think that that's really go that really is half the battle here. When it, it's a it's a it's it's an RPG in the Potterverse, and it's created in earnest, and and it, you feel that. Um, I, I think uh, performance wise, the game runs re- really well. Visually, it, it runs the gamut between looking really good and great. Yeah. I would say Voice I was going to say, the, the, the,
0: the open yeah. world looks has that same kind of um, atmosphere. I don't want to compare it to Elden Ring, but it gives me the same kind of vibe of like, yeah. man, this feels like really immersive, you know?
1: Yeah, and it, and it's like two different little sections. You got the open world outside of Hogwarts, you got Hogwarts itself, which at first they have you running around the same areas over and mm-hmm. over. And you're kind of like, oh, this isn't that big. And then it starts to have you and it's openly explorable you can just do that from the beginning but um then it starts kind of having you go into other parts of the castle and you're like oh and then you're 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 taking these turns, taking these, uh, these steps and you're, you're in these whole new areas, which by the way, familiar from the game, for the movie itself and the books, if you read them that, that really, you, you walk into these moments, you're like, Oh my God, this is, there was a moment, there's these, there's a, a moment in the, in the books and in, and, and in the movie where there's this is par- portion of the castle where there's, uh, uh, steps that move around, you know, and they're, they're always constantly moving. Mm-hmm. There's a, mo- there's a moment in this game where you walk into that place and it is, it really kind of was like, holy crap! Like they they nailed they nailed it. Not only do they nail it in the way That's where it's fire. like this kind of looks like it. No, it looks exactly like it. And then it makes you think of like what else have they done? And you constantly kind of run into these things. And it's it's so good. Um, I want to kind of dive a little bit into the combat. Um, I think that okay. the combat itself is. Um, i think at first people are going to be like oh i don't know how i feel about it because it is it there's no melee attacks it's all done through the wand and um it, you have to kind of wrap your head around a combo based combat system where you know you're doing a thing where you uh, uh uh levitate someone and then they have a shield and they have different color shields for different moves that can break that shield once you hit that corresponding move to that color of that bubble you can then do damage to them and there's a lot to wrap your head around it Uh, admittedly at first I was kind of like fumbling through it a little bit trying to figure out okay this is that and you can remap that to any uh, anywhere you want but once I got into the groove of it once I understood the mechanic the the game the the combat is really fucking great because it is so different from anything that I've played before like sure you have RPGs where you can have melee attacks and yes there's RPGs where you have guns but this is different from all of those things, because it is using the combat-based mechanic from the movies, from the games, uh, from the IP itself. And they don't relent; like they don't ever take shortcuts with that, and it's super great, Um, all the way to the point where it gets a little annoying because when you make a specific move, you have to say the the spell out loud, and it's like you're saying it over and over. But that's how it is in the IP; like they they didn't no no shortcuts were 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 done here. You can't gamify Um,
0: certain things. uh, Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. Uh, But I love it. I I I I just did some tournament with like the duelist tournaments and. That was a hell of a time. That was that. That happens early on. Um, I kind of ignored it for a while. I should have done it earlier because that really helps you kind of wrap your head around the combat in ways that mm. you really weren't thinking things were possible. Because you can go into a, uh, a levioso into these moves and then a something else that pulls them forward. Like you can, you can just you can take all those things and do one consecutive combo. Like if you want to. Yeah, just- yeah, it's yeah. not it's not you don't have to and it's just beautiful. I've seen some videos out there of people doing I was incredible things.
0: Me too. Yeah. I saw something on Twitter of some like clips of people playing the game with like a lot of different powers and stuff. I'm like damn, that looks yeah. kind of looks kind of fire. I ain't going to lie. like yeah. a lot of flair and, had- and, and and style in there too, yeah.
1: Yeah. It has a parry system that is a very, it's very accessible. It has a, a yeah. dodge roll that is dope yep. as fuck. I love the dodge roll in this game. Um, and then uh, nice. another part of it is the traversal portion of it. Uh, I, I would say at first you're kind of like, oh, it's a pretty big world and you're you're on foot a lot, but that does change. I won't spoil as to what exactly that is, uh, but there is flying in this game, <laughs> and that's okay. and that is uh, that is a blast. Um, and again, exploring hard words is absolutely fantastic. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm finding my experience with Hogwarts Legacy to be an absolute delight so far. It's ambitious, and it doesn't it doesn't hold anything back. Uh, its story it is intriguing. It, it's taking some time to really get going, but I am seeing the threads there, and that's super exciting. And a very important thing: those who have, have read the books, watched the movies. They know that these movies are whimsical and magical, but they're not afraid in any way to go dark. Especially the third film, *Prisoner of mm-hmm. Azkaban*, and then the final two films, *The Half Blood Prince* and then the *The Deathly Hallows*. Man, those those movies—they go places, and and it is like it's—they're tough to watch sometimes. And there are many, 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 many moments, including the very start of this game, that does not hold back from dark shit happening, from deaths. That happen and 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 things of that sort. So it runs the gamut cool. as well in terms of his tonality. Just like the IP does, It's doesn't. It's not just whimsy and and it. It's not bully. Like you know how bully the the Rockstar game is 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 very like tongue in cheek, and it is some of that. But it is serious it gets down to the (laughs) nitty-gritty
0: okay (laughs) that that was zero need to do that
1: (laughs) but uh every time i say nitty-gritty thanks to naturally i want to say nitty-gritty Oh my god uh but yeah man i i i think it's 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 wonderful it's fantastic and it's even it's definitely uh surpassed any expectations i had for
0: for for this game uh so yeah that's where i'm at marco
1: I, i know you you've not you've not jumped into it yet right
0: I'm going I think I'm going to okay um, I I needed to kind of I've always had a passive interest or curiosity in, in in the this this world and I've done a little bit of you know kind of you know testing the waters out and seeing if I like it and I think I'm finally starting to click with it a little bit and so I think I'm going to give it a shot um, I didn't get the early access thing because I, I I wasn't really pressed to do that. that. Plus, um, another game came out out of nowhere that uh, that did plenty for me, which uh, I guess I can go ahead and jump into now. But um, I ended up rolling credits on Dead Space, uh, which I you know was really happy to do. Uh, Was a good good game. Uh, I thought the final boss was a little bit on the bullshit, but uh, you know I I I fought through it. I made it through, Uh, and I, I can honestly say that was a damn good game uh so you know my uh, streak of getting games completed uh is still going strong um and then you know i kind of took a little break for a while i just kind of you know chilled like i said i went to the magic game and just you know just took a little bit of a breather um and didn't really think anything of it um and then the nintendo direct comes up uh you know and um We'll get into the whole Direct and, you know, what we thought about this game shadow dropping and the reaction to that. But I want to talk about Metroid Prime Remastered. All right. Let me tell you little motherfucker something, man. You little young, young, naive, wet behind the ears, motherfuckers. (laughs) (laughs) You damp-eared son of a bitch. All right. Metroid Prime is um, one of the best games ever um and it's one of the best reviewed games ever uh it is one of the best offerings that i think nintendo's ever done um almost period and um i was so delighted to get a chance to play this game again after so many years away from it Uh, i was a big gamecube fan back in the day gamecube is arguably and i know it's kind of blasphemous to say this but it's my favorite nintendo console Probably ever, uh, for a variety of reasons we don't have time to get into, That's, but Metroid but Prime was one of them.
1: It's funny because it's still, it's not my least favorite. I think it's fantastic. It's just the one for whatever reason. My, in that moment in life, I wasn't gaming as much and I just barely played it. Oh I, man, I can't even remember. I yeah. love it. Yeah. I
0: love that, that generation, period. But GameCube was, um, yeah. was amazing. Uh, Metroid Prime for me was, um, back then such a fascinating game because it took the Metroidvania formula and said. We're gonna do this as a first-person shooter, y'all, and boy, did that sound like a recipe for a disaster, you know? Because that's just—that's unthinkable. You don't, you don't ever dream of the day where that's gonna happen. It—it it doesn't even register. And not only did they pull it off, but it's—it's it's easily one of, like I said, one of the best nintendo games ever made uh it's it's damn near a masterpiece to me and um you know i I wish there were more opportunities to talk about that more on the show we just you know i don't know for some reason it just eludes me but um i'm so glad to get the chance to talk about it now because the remaster is out and i want to say this nintendo done fucked up because this is not a remaster this is a remake to me period um the, the visual improvements are not just minimal, they are very noticeable. There are comparison videos that are out now on YouTube. I suggest you go check that out if you're curious. The differences are very, very significant. And this game looks and runs amazingly well. I was stunned to find out this was 60 frames per second and 900p, 900p is not bad um, for a Switch game. And 60 frames, that's locked and stable is almost unthinkable mm-hmm. for, for a Switch game these days. So to get both of those things and the visual effects to be improved, the particle effects, water physics, all these other little details. I mean, the, uh, the, the rain effect. I mean, I saw something on Twitter where someone was like, if you tilt her arm up towards the sky, the water will drip down her arm you know, so it's like following like gravity yeah. rules too now, which is just again, for a Switch game is and for a game they're just simply calling a remaster is like this is more than that. I mean it's got feature it's got features from uh, the European and Japanese version of the game. They've added in. It's got modern control scheme, it's got accessibility stuff too for um for so people that need it. Like this game is actually like more than what I think they build it. And it's forty bucks. So I I mean I jumped on this quick and I have not been able to put this down. Um, Mm -hmm. It plays so well. Um, And it holds up remarkably well, too, for being such an old ass game. Um, It it is it is not a spring chicken, uh, to to put it plainly. And for it to be as as interesting and atmospheric and brooding and um, and and fun as it as it is. Because they really didn't touch a lot when it came to the actual gameplay mechanics, other than, you know, remapping the controls and modernizing some things with like the dual stick movement. It's so good. Um, It it, it doesn't hold your hand, though. Just FYI to y'all. Like, it doesn't hold your hand. You got to use your save stations, it does not auto save. You got to treat it almost like a. Like, uh, not like a, it's not a Souls game, obviously, but you got to treat it with that same level you gotta of, you know, it. Yeah, you got to yeah. respect it a little bit. You can't just kind of la die your way through it, but it is, man, I love this remaster. It's incredible.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think it was actually kind of smart of them to call it a remaster only because, you know, at 900 frame, at 900, um, uh, the resolution had been at 900. Uh, I think if they would have made the game look any better. Uh, in terms of the graph, mm-hmm. it would that that nine hundred uh, resolution would be a little bit iffy, you know. You know what I mean? If it made the game look any more modern, because uh, I've never really played this game other than some demos at Target or Walmart <laughs> growing up. But um, playing the game now, um, I felt uh, at first I was like, okay, definitely not. I think I, I I came into the party a little too late. I this isn't really a game for me. Uh, but then I, I gave it more time and. Um, I don't know where I'm going to land on this in terms of, like, ultimately where... Because I've never been a Metroid uh, fan. uh, But Prime is definitely super interesting intriguing. But playing through it so far... I'm intrigued, man. I, I I finally hit the the kind of like the metro, the openness of the Metrovania. I love the exploration. I think the game runs really well. The shooting is really fun. Uh, I love going into like you know the, her little ball and just kind of like the way the, the, the way, ball. That, the way yeah. that yeah the way that they've kind of uh, implemented all that and then the scanning the scanning stuff is dope. I mean I mm-hmm. love that shit. Um, I, a lot of that stuff is just I. I would have been my mind would have been absolutely blown if I played this on GameCube day 1 uh because even now today in 2023 it does a lot of stuff that games just don't do. Uh and so really what this is doing for me uh, ultimately is getting me pretty hyped for Prime 4 uh kind of the 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 game the sequel people have been waiting for uh it, but a modern take on it. So I am super excited about that. But man this game this game uh the shadow drop stuff this year has been out of control. You're the high fire rush beat Crazy. And, a, and one hell of a game. And then this one, this showed. I'm like, all right, this is gonna be something that they show the year of. But yeah, but anyway, uh, I I love I I am I'm I'm loving what I'm seeing so far. Uh, I it definitely took a little bit to get there, but I'm definitely I I see what all the fuss was about. Uh, mm-hmm. Even now, so that it's a, yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. I told you offline. I, I this isn't this is not a Pablo ass game. Um, right. you know, I, I tell Pablo sometimes like the quieter the game is, uh, it, I feel like Pablo's mind is more likely to wander a little bit. And you know, with, with his, you know, his ADD but, or whatever it is, like I mean, I think, I, sometimes I think depends, he'll, he'll I mean, Like
1: Red Dead Redemption 2, there's moments in that game where like they're pretty quiet
0: as game. Yeah, you know? but it is dialogue heavy and a story driven game yeah, though. And this that's is true. not there's story done, driven per se. Yeah. So, you know, this is almost like, you know, like what Stray was for me last year, in that you know you just kind of have to buy into the world and the actions that you're doing, um, and then use the you know the storytelling bits that you can extract from the world uh, to kind of keep you going. Because yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of back you know start stop and getting lost, figuring okay I don't know what to do next, where should I go? And the game eventually yeah. does give you hints and clues, so it's not going to leave you hanging. But um, it like I said doesn't hold your hand, and so I think some modern gamers specifically may. Uh, hit a brick wall with this game and want to be kind of guided more, and this game's not going to do that. I think the the reward comes from oh that's what I'm supposed to do and figuring it out, and then you go oh, okay that's not now and then the next chain of events happen boom 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 and then you feel like you're getting your momentum back. So if if you're into that, I think this game is is a great game to play. But if you get frustrated easy, if you're someone that needs to feel like they're kind of going down the beaten path, to put it plainly probably not the game for you but um i want to so. say all metroid fans out there i've seen you tweeting
1: i've seen you tweeting stop being so stop being such conformist like I, i've seen a lot of people like oh all is forgiven nintendo really all is forgiven for fumbling what seems to be <laughs> one hell of a franchise yeah, for i do i'm going that far and yeah. decades and <laughs> you got dread awesome Dread sold 2.9 million dollars and it became i mean 2.9 million units and it became the, yeah. the best selling that's terrible and that's not because metroid is bad it's because nintendo doesn't put the full force of marketing behind those games so i hope that prime 4 comes out the gate swinging and nintendo really puts all its eggs in that basket at least in, t- in terms of when that game is coming out because mm-hmm. man i understand the struggle of being a fan mm-hmm. of a franchise that nobody cares about but you guys, some of the, not you, Marco, not you, that that's for sure. But some are such conformists. they like, this is all I needed. I'm like, dude, guys, <laughs> n- don't, I I make me of, I, I want to be a fan of Metroid. And it's I the think same I've,
0: shit I say about Xbox fans sometimes. Like, no, yeah. yeah, I get Hi-Fi Rush was dope, man. Super dope. But you got to stop saying that dope. because that's it. sending the wrong message up to Xbox. Well, that's all we need to do. no, no, no,
1: no. no, no. The, you got Nintendo's been fumbling this franchise and it's the only seemingly the only Bobbling franchise that they, they seem hands, to have fumbled and 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 this this was Ma- dread and remaster are definitely steps in the right direction for Sure, uh, but mm. let's see Prime four. I mean this prime example and no pun hey. intended, Metroid Prime four has been restarted a couple of years ago because they weren't getting it right. So like at the very least that shows that they're trying to get it right. So that's a good that's a positive sign. But yeah, yeah. i'm'm I'm, I'm super excited for the future of Metroid, specifically the prime part of the game because dread, I appreciate it from afar. Definitely not a Pablo game in any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, you um, know,
0: it was funny. I, I I forgot about that game. I, I, w- I probably would have used that as a game for our last episode, games we loved until we didn't. I really, like, the, the further I got away from that game, the the more I'm like, actually, it wasn't that it was forgettable. Like, I remember a good a good portion of that game, but it was just like, yeah, I mean, it was a solid comeback game, but it really wasn't like, it wasn't, it wasn't what I hoped it could be. Yeah, and, and I know I that because really like, you were so
1: high on that game, and I think it ended up being number eight on your list or something
0: like that. It was, yeah, it was at the bottom end of my top ten list for sure. And I don't, I don't hate that I put it there per se. It was just like, man, after the fact, I'm like, yeah, I have no, I have no aspirations of ever playing that game again at all. And I, and Prime was like immediately, like I have to play this again, you know. So yeah. that that tells you a lot about you know how yeah, I just never how great the Prime trilogy was.
1: Yeah, Marco's a pretty collected guy But uh, when Prime came oh, out This man. man's like we'll I'm talk- sweating and pacing
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let me be me, man Let me be me But no, uh, that's right. right I'm yeah. sweating and pacing every day of my life Just because for no reason <laughs> So I got you Well, that's anxiety But, you know <laughs> Anyways um, That is, that is going to do it For our Loadout segment this week uh, Let's go ahead and jump into The new segment of the show, Pablo And we call that Hit Points Let's go for breaking news rumors and booty juice it's time for hit points all right so let's put our nintendo talk on hold uh briefly so that we can discuss um some interesting leak news uh that we found out about pablo so um go ahead and kick us off if you don't mind with uh the first hit point news item this week what do you got for us
1: yeah, so the alpha build gameplay of Dragon Age uh, Dreadwolf has leaked, along with some new information. Uh, the leak shows that, dreadful, uh, uh, that Dreadful's combat is fully real time and <laughs> plays like that. Dred-
0: First of all, you said Dreadful. <laughs> Wait, what is Dreadwolf, right? You said Dreadful. Like, it's <laughs> Dreadful. <laughs> Well this I mean I Freudian don't know like, Do we
1: trust EA To, to, to not fuck <laughs> this up <laughs> I mean that is that. Listen There's going to be Publications out there Praying that this game
0: sucks So they can oh, be Oh I They're going to use that Immediately <laughs> <laughs> This
1: is dreadful <laughs> But look It looks like Dread uh, Wolf's uh, combat Is fully real time And plays like a hack and slash uh, They're saying that They've been inspired By the likes of God of War 2018 The game has also Been confirmed to have Completely gone away From whatever Multiplayer plan they had And it's not a fully Single player experience rates uh however the game still needs some work and 2023 release date is feeling unlikely how do we feel about all this information marco uh hype levels behind it w- what what do you got
0: yeah so I, I checked out a little bit of this um and um you know i'm i'm of two minds about it obviously this was not footage they intended to show uh the public so no no, no. much like the gta uh, 6 leak last year i think it's unfair to you know make any kind of Predispositions about the game um, based on what we saw so far. Sure. Um, obviously, they're going for a unique concept uh, that's unlike um, Origins and things like that. They're, you know, they're, they're taking it into a modern, a modern kind of experience. And, and to that point, I understand that. I'm not yeah. mad at the fact that they're doing something that is, you know, more hack and slashy. Uh, Inquisition
1: and more felt like it needed to <clears throat> be more of that because it didn't feel as good. As it should have.
0: Yeah, like you can, in a weird way, you can feel you could feel that game kind of squirming a little bit. Like it wanted to be kind of set free from having to play by the RPG rule set. And I think that's okay. It's the same kind of thing that Mass Effect ended up having to transition away from as well. Like after a while, it just wasn't what they wanted to do. And it it felt like a logical progression. And I think at the end of the day, Dragon Age purists are going to have to sort of make their peace about this like it's not going to be the you know high by the book you know turn-based kind of thing anymore um it, because like it or not that's just not mainstream uh, as much as it used to be and ea is ea and they they, they want to be mainstream so i understand it um as I far as what I, th- is what I thought about the game part like the just Purely looking at it, um, obviously it needs work. You know that it it didn't look like it was very polished, and it's not supposed to be. So, uh, you know, like again, I'm not gonna judge it too harshly. Um, but I will say that if they're gonna make this transition into a more action hack and slash game, that's a different kind of challenge. I mean, it's not necessarily an easier game to make than an RPG. It's actually a little bit more challenging in some respects because you have to have a good combat system. You have to have mechanics that actually feel good. You know, if you want to be a more responsive, visceral game, um, that there's a lot of work that goes into that. Not every game can be God of War 2018, you know, if, if that's their inspiration. So uh, they have the work cut out for them uh, to, to make that really click. Um, yeah. But my hype level is really unchanged. If I had to give it a score out of five, I'd still say it's probably out of two for me right now because again it just feels like it's so far away that i i just can't get myself to be excited about something like this when it feels like it's just it's probably another year year and a half away maybe even two years out i don't know but um i'm not mad at what i saw um i'm just i'm I'm more mad at people kind of like taking it and running with it like they did with gta 6 that that pissed me off
1: i didn't even i didn't even when kind of like collecting my thoughts about this i didn't even look at the i mean i saw it but i didn't look at that and make my 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 judgment or pass my judgment or kind of check my hype level based on that footage at all, I kind of took what they were trying to, like the promise of those things, right? It's going to be more hack and slash. Uh, it's inspired by uh, 2018 God of War. Like, those are the things where I'm like, okay, implement that into a Dragon Age game. I I think, it, I per, personally, I think that's great. I, I think because when you're looking at, what EA is trying to do. they're Like you said, Marco, they're trying to make the thing that makes the most money. And for a while there, they thought it was going to be games at service with Anthem and all that stuff. So the fact that they've reverted away from that, but they kept an element of popularity, which is God of War, fighting, or hack and slash, yeah. whatever the case, that's just, that's just like you said, that's a pill we have to swallow. That's just par for the right. course. Exactly. That's just what we have to do. I, I, honestly... I don't think, in, in my personal opinion, in terms of uh, Western RPGs that I hold near and dear to my heart, or that I think that are like the top the, amongst the best, I think Dragon Age has never gotten to that uh, for me. I think Dragon Age has been a, a a almost all the time. They've almost got there, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like I talk- said last
0: episode. Like they, they to me, I think they never recovered after Dragon Age two.
1: Yeah, and and like I had my game Dragon h Two was a game I thought I loved until every other game that came out that year that was the first <laughs> RPG that just came, ate his lunch and, it, and like and it was like not even close. And an Inquisition coming out in a, in a bad year in twenty fifteen, so kind of having, kind of having twenty fifteen all to itself, and still even then mm-hmm. not being like would have been completely overshadowed any other year basically that it that it came 100%. out. So yeah, yeah, so it's just one of those things where um, I am hoping for the absolute best because. When it comes to Western RPGs, that's my shit. I love it. Can't wait for more. Uh, uh, can't wait for more Witcher. Can't, so obviously, another entry into that that could be a possible great one of those games i would love that and so hopefully um dragon age uh dread isn't dragon age dreadful when it comes out uh but everything so far in terms of the promises they made and the things that they want to do and accomplish with the game and the fact that they're they're putting time into it um leads me to believe that hopefully we're going to get the best possible product that we possibly can from them and that's good news yeah yeah so
0: all right, yeah. So, I mean, we'll 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 keep an eye on what happens. But I, I feel bad that it got leaked, though. I ain't gonna lie. I feel bad. I'm getting tired of that that shit. I know it's been a while, but whoever's wonder, doing that kind of thing, just
1: stop. I still wonder if like a lot of those leaks, especially since they're alpha in their and they're builds and they're so they're from like a couple of years ago. Apparently, even the Grand Theft Auto one. I wonder if those things are are. are are quote unquote leaked, you know, kind of drumming up a little bit of, of conversations on the internet. Uh, sure. Cause they, they, it happens way, way, way too often. One thing is having like the Tom H- Hendersons of the world where they have friends that uh, give him stuff with him actually having to break NDAs because he doesn't sign anything. That's one thing. But then full on leaks of like video of, of things that's like a little harder to, to, to kind of come across. So anyway, uh, Yeah. That's where we are on that. But something else happened before the uh, the direct that uh, kind of was shocking.
0: <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. Uh, yeah, indeed. So Nintendo, Pablo, has quietly raised the price of The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom to $69.99. Uh, it nice. is not yet known if this is a one-off, although Nintendo has recently, try, you know, said to Game Informer, "Yes, it is. It's it is on Switch. It's the last. We'll, we'll talk about that. Don't worry about it." Um, <laughs> <so sweet>. uh, <laughs> so sweet. You know, but the, the the noticeable difference here, I think, Pablo, is is the fact that this is happening. Uh, not with a new console to justify the increase, unlike the Xbox Series consoles and obviously the PlayStation 5. So I think with that in mind, Pablo, and just really in general, uh, how do you feel about Nintendo uh, joining the $6999 club uh, while remaining silent on the future of their uh, future hardware?
1: Yeah, it's wild. It's 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 ridiculous because when Xbox and PlayStation did it, people were up in arms and now they're doing it and they're like, Well you're gonna buy it. Yeah, I am. That's not the point. The point is is that Nintendo is Seemingly breaking into the market of the sixty nine ninety nine game without having anything to kind of show for in terms of consoles, and very specifically being vocal about, no, 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 we're not releasing any new uh, consoles anytime soon. So, yeah, it's just bullshit. I mean, look, the one thing I will say that you can't say about any other company is that the Japan did have a ten percent increase in salaries for the Nintendo employees. So, you know, the money is going somewhere, but. Just uh, xbox and playstation have justified their 69.99 increase due to the fact that they have new consoles and uh you know uh and so there's also no, there's no justification here really other than greed because on top of that nintendo doesn't have games that go on sale this game is going to be 69.99 yeah. for like 10 years you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like still 50.99 to get breath of the wild it's ridiculous and it's like a and special sale it, though that's the problem yeah, course, they're still buying it, it. But it's like special sale happening, forty four dollars and ninety nine cents for a seven year old game. You're like, holy shit! But um, yeah, it's it's just it's just weird. Uh, and, and I will say, uh, well, I'll let you bring that up about what Nintendo said about you know the 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 the, the choice in words when they say, yeah, yeah, we're not bringing this because I thought, if I'm not mistaken, Metro Prime Four was deleted. In terms as well, in terms of of pre-orders that like you can't pre-order Metro Prime four uh, four anymore.
0: Uh, I heard something about that. Yeah, I, I I I didn't really catch that in time, but yeah. So basically,
1: just like in, in, uh, Breath of the Wild, I mean uh, Tears of the Kingdom, uh, they took it off of uh, pre-order uh oh, and oh, so okay metro prime 4 can no longer be pre-ordered and when you look at the the site there's oh, no price man. next to it
0: so my prediction's gonna come true man that's that that's yeah. a switch two game i'm telling you uh yeah, yeah we, so so what they told uh game informer uh about this whole situation uh is that um they said quote we determine the suggested retail price for any Nintendo product on a case-by-case basis, uh, as their reasoning behind the price of seventy bucks. But they also said uh, that that won't be the standard for all first-party Switch games moving forward. Funny little wordplay there, Pablo. Because yeah. and 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 where I'm going with this is that tells me the Switch's days are limited. Um oh, yeah. w- we're getting very close to <clears throat> the swan song era of the Nintendo Switch. Even though it's I think it's not like the third best-selling console of all time now. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think we're we're getting to home stretch here. And I think that this statement is basically a roundabout way of saying it won't be the standard for all Switch games moving forward. But that next Switch that's just going to be $70 a game. <laughs> So I, I think, I think that's what's being kind of, you know, written, written between the lines here, uh, as it were. So I I think,
1: I think Tears of the Kingdom is, is the last hurrah for, uh, for Nintendo. I think we might see maybe something else at the end of the year. Maybe a Nintendo, maybe a Mario game, but I think that's the last hurrah, really. Oh, that...
0: Mario game till the next Switch comes out or the next. Well, the only Nintendo. reason I say
1: Mario is because it's rumored to be a 2D game, and there's a Mario game this year, and the the, the whole everything opening with, with the Mario World and all that. So,
0: but you're probably right anyway. So yeah, yeah but yeah, I mean, I, I will say this: I'm not as outraged about it as other people were, because to me, all people have done is signal to Nintendo. We'll pay. We'll 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 spend the money. We'll do it. it. They've done it for the Switch Online service. They've done it for their fucking. Remember when they did that like limited run digital Mario collection thing? Um, yeah. You know the Mario they, All Stars. All Nintendo. Fi- yeah. I mean the, the the fucking amiibos and all the other junk they throw out there. We have taught Nintendo. We will pay, and so Nintendo is operating. With the knowledge, not the assumption, but the knowledge that, oh, they'll pay. They'll pay that. Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, who is going to not buy that game because it costs an extra 10 bucks? Not me. Damn sure not Pablo, right? And not most people who have a a love or affinity for Zelda, right? So it was inevitable that they were going to pull a stunt like this sooner or later. Um I was a little bit surprised that they did it for a switch title, sure, but I'm not surprised that they would do it for Tears of the Kingdom because it's Tears of the Kingdom. And damn, yeah. that game looks good. We'll talk about that in a little bit, you know, when we get to the direct portion. So, it's to me all Nintendo is doing is is what they know they can get away with doing. And it's partially our fault. You know, it's partially our fault as as fans of Nintendo, um, because we have shown them through our, our decisions that even though we hate what they do, we'll begrudgingly still buy it anyway in some form or fashion or another. And so it makes sense. And, you know, hey, if it helps keep jobs over there or give raises to people over there, then I guess it's good to see the money go to good use. But, again, I think, I think we should have seen this coming. It's just maybe a little weird that it happened now as opposed to next gen for Nintendo. That's all I could really say, though. Hold
1: on. We're having some technical difficulties here. And for those of you looking for a way not to pay that, the Nintendo Switch game vouchers are, are back. And Tears mm. of the Kingdom is eligible for that. So, you know, that that's a way of kind of getting around it's that. Something, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but you're right, Marco. We've been conditioned, or we've conditioned Nintendo to... To, to kind of tell them that we'll pay no matter what. And, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not going to lie here and tell you that I'm not going to buy it. To the kingdom. <laughs> of course. I, the, the sad truth about that is it was $99. I still buy that bitch. It's oh, sad. You, yeah. They, but, were. but, but it is what it is at this point. But I mean, that's why it's these corporations have a responsibility to their consumers. But, uh, at the end of the day, if they know you're buy it, you'll buy it. I, I, I it's, it's sad, but it is what it is at this point. But yeah, mm-hmm. we'll see what happens here. Uh, but I think you're right about everything in terms of the switch to coming sooner rather than later. And I, and I'll, I'll touch upon that here when we get into our checkpoint chat.
0: Yeah. Speaking of which, it's time to get into the Nintendo direct that happened last week. So let's go ahead and jump into that bitch right now. It's time for the checkpoint chat.
1: that why did i got to be a bitch?
0: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. Um maybe it's when maybe it was just a bad bitch out there, man. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Before we lose listeners, uh, let's jump into the Nintendo Direct Pablo because uh it was an interesting one. It it the announcement happened out of the blue. It was like, yep. it's happening tomorrow, y'all. And bye. And we were just kind of like, oh okay because there was some talk about maybe not getting one uh like we we normally customarily do in february but we got one nevertheless pablo and we definitely got a lot of good stuff to talk about and some interesting stuff to talk about um quite a list here uh but we're gonna unpack it Pablo, like we normally do uh we're not one of those shows where we're not going to talk about 93 percent of what happened we're gonna we're gonna unpack this thing uh so let's start with what we first saw at the direct pablo which was a trailer for pikmin 4 uh, which finally showed us some gameplay footage including a new dog kind of pikmin uh that was out there in in them streets uh game coming out july 21st pablo and i would love to hear your thoughts about this any interest at all hell no you guys can keep your pikmin
1: (laughs) um i this is a french uh a nintendo franchise that i've tried Uh, it, it i I don't get it y'all like <laughs> not, not not to say that it's a bad game for those who enjoy it I can see the, the lore the puzzle solving environmental puzzle solving with the with the little pink and all that stuff but it looks it looks cool it looks cool it looks like a little it looks crazy looks weird uh but nah miss me with this shit I just um I've never been a fan of Pinkman for uh, a and uh the, the fact that it has four of these games that's crazy <laughs> but have at it you know, folks
0: it, my favorite part of this was knowing that you were going to say pikmin 14 different ways in this segment <laughs> <and> you, <laughs> i got pikmin, no respect
1: for pink. Ping, 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 I, I got i got no ping respect pong. for
0: uh for pikeman it,
1: it, it got i got
0: <laughs> no this respect is the new, this is this is the new arceus
1: <laughs> yeah i got no respect for this for
0: this i uh, want to play man
1: yeah it's Pac man <laughs> uh pack minute four i don't give a fuck about y'all um oh, but i mean cool. listen it, it's a franchise people like and so it opened the show i thought because of the popularity of, uh, of pikmin i think that it was it was it was a strong open uh, something that when i saw i was like okay this is going to be or at least i thought at the time was going to be a good uh direct uh, but you, but thought, yeah, you
0: thought well, it, it looked you? cool you
1: thought it looked cool though Yeah, yeah i thought it was like Oh, this definitely is more of that. But it, it's if this is what they're opening the the direct with, hold on to your butts, kind of kind of thought mm. process behind it. But yeah,
0: yeah. Here's the thing: I thought that looked like shit. Uh, I haven't, I didn't look cool <laughs> at all.
1: <laughs> it started in space, man. This shit was the earth.
0: Let me tell you something, and I like Pikmin a lot, but um, yeah. boy, did this game look redundant. It was exactly what I thought it was going to be, dude. It was the same formula, same shit, except it had a new Pikmin type. And damn it, if it wasn't exactly that, it, everything else is the same thing. What was mm. the point of making people wait so many years to get the next you can see installment? The sky now, bro, fam, this was so disappointing because I was like, maybe I'm just okay. Maybe you know what? Maybe I I outgrew it because, like I said earlier, the GameCube era. Oh man, Pikmin was the shit. Oh, man, it's so dope. I played it in Target, you know, the demo. I played it at home. I'm like, oh, I love this. This is a really cool, chill-ass game. And then all these years go by, and they come back, and it's the same thing as ever, except what? They have a dog Pikmin type. And I guess at the very end, they tease that at nighttime, the pick, you know, the the, yeah, the yeah, enemies yeah. get the, the really Minecraft, spooky. The Minecraft thing. It's the, yeah. like, yeah, we've seen that everywhere. Like zombie games do that, like across the board. So like, it's not even, Dude, it's I not would... even breaking new ground anymore. Like, they, I think it's really gotten stale. And I, I, <laughs> that's, I don't, I don't know why. I mean, I guess they're, uh, you know what I think? I think they're pumping this game out now because it's like, fuck it. We're getting to the end of the line with the Switch this game's been sitting 100%. around. Hundred percent. Let's I, just I thought, let's just do it. Get it out.
1: I thought that this is the reason. All the reasons and all the reasons you're saying in terms of it looked redundant, it looked the same thing. I think that's why it's coming out now because it's like, or it took so long because they didn't have any new ideas. I think this is a pocketed game because this game was announced six, seven years ago. Uh, I honestly think this game wasn't developed probably for that long in terms of like them having it ready to go and then just finally putting it out now. So yeah. Um, yeah. waiting for a slow year, I guess was the, was what was happening here. Exactly. But, um,
0: yep. yeah, well, let's move on. Uh, up next Xenoblade Chronicles three, which is a game that P, uh, me and Pablo both loved last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, very high in our game of the year lists. Number three for uh, me, was yeah. my number one personally. Uh, and that was a good call. Volume three DLC <laughs> shown. Uh, I was right. It's I'll out really... later this month and they mm-hmm. also teased volume 4 DLC which is story based DLC Pablo Rex from Xenoblade 2 yeah, Shulk yeah. from Xenoblade 1 Grown men grown ass men uh Shouting fighting a each character other. Oh my god dude yeah, you know th- awesome. th- this is a deep cut for for you know for those of you out there you know normally Nintendo does a lot of this here's the latest expansion content kind of segments of other directs and 90% of the time I don't give a shit um this is the the time where i gave a shit and it's because i i haven't played any of the other dlc i don't have the expansion pass but this dlc it. story-based stuff man oh this is gonna yeah, get i'm me familiar with in.
1: rex from the from 2 right mm-hmm. and then uh i'm only familiar with shulk from smash but uh yeah yeah i, I definitely recognize i was yeah. like okay like they're going there they're they're definitely uh
0: tying they're tying it all doing- together
1: yeah, they're doing what Engage wants, wanted to do, but they're doing it in a better way in terms of like, be, the hits from the past, but it looks it looks awesome. Yeah,
0: yeah, I trust them, 100%. Uh, up next, Dead Cells Return to Castlevania DLC uh, gets another trailer. Um, I don't have much to say about this. I, I'm not a roguelike fan. I'm not a Dead Cells fan per se. I, loved, I thought the gameplay was kind of tight. But um, yeah, this doesn't do anything for me personally. But it does look pretty cool. I ain't gonna lie, it does look kind of cool just to see the Castlevania aesthetic over top of this. But all it really does is make me want a Castlevania more than wanting to play this. That's really all yeah. I've got. Anything on your end or no?
1: Nah, I mean I don't know if I've ever publicly said this on the on the show, but you know Castlevania is um, a franchise I appreciate, but it's not one that I am very familiar with. So. Um, yeah. I understand, like when people see this and they're like, "Oh my god!" Because the reaction to some of this is like blowing people away, and so I kind of wish that I I, I had a little bit more of a, uh, a little bit more knowledge on the
0: Castlevania IP, but I don't. So this did did absolutely nothing for me. Do you know about Tron, Pablo? You know about Tron because uh, Tron Identity was shown. It's a narrative-based game set in the world of Tron out in april yeah any thoughts Uh,
1: i I, yeah mike biffle this is mike biffle's tron identity game mike does really cool things with like uh text-based uh stories like almost like graphic novels but graphic novels but all text-based he did one if i'm not mistaken probably he did i think he did with john wick which was crazy oh that's weird i think that was i think that was it but uh but this is um this is dope uh it looks great um but uh, but not nothing that that kind of blow any blew anybody away. But
0: yeah, I, I I didn't really have any interest in this one to be honest with you. If it turns out cool, then great. But I mean, I don't know. Tr- Tron to me has kind of gotten a little bit corny in my opinion. Um, well, Tron it used to be so. He, cool. It's one of
1: those things. That it's less about the IP because I don't really give a shit about Tron. It's more about a, a new kind of take on on the IP itself, uh, mm-hmm. which is cool. But yeah, he did John Wick Hex, which is was it awesome oh
0: yeah. i don't know that one i've seen that a million times on the store i never thought twice about picking that up
1: that's a good <laughs> game he also did thomas was alone which is a a, a good game uh and, and he's then, gonna stay
0: alone i ain't buying that shit
1: and Quar- quarantine uh circular which i loved, and subsurface circular which i thought were great games but yeah. oh i
0: have played that one yeah, yeah those are pretty good well-written ones i like yeah those, those are Biffle cool.
1: games and this is a tron in that it, it looks like one of those games for sure so i'm 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 not gonna say that I'm super excited for it, but I appreciate its existence. And if it's a game that you know comes to Game Pass or something, or it's like on Deep Deep Cell, I'll definitely give it a give it a, a whirl. Yeah.
0: All right. Up next, Pablo, we have uh, Deca Police. I think that's how you say it. Yeah. Uh, it's a detective RPG. I knew Pablo was automatically going to lean in on that one a little bit. Made by Level Five, the creators of Nino Kuni. Um, they're back in in the scene again, and this game uh, has been getting a little bit of buzz since the direct. Yeah. As kind of one of those ones that hey, they look pretty cool. Level five um, was but, but all what do you over
1: think here? this. Level five was all over this direct. They have like yeah. four games here, here. Uh, and yeah, yeah I'm I, yeah, this definitely looked awesome. Uh, I, it's a game I'm gonna keep my eye on. I, I wrote it down on a list of, of games to potentially um, you know keep your eye on, and Decca Police made it, so uh, I'm excited for that
0: yeah i'll keep an eye on it but it looks like it's one of those games where it's a cool world and aesthetic but probably a anime ass story oh yeah that's probably all you're gonna get like very tropey kind of shit like that no doubt Um, about it yeah also no doubt that i'm not going to be playing bayonetta origins which was shown uh bayonetta origins seresa and the lost demon uh, which had another in-depth gameplay trailer. It's releasing in March, so not too far away if you uh, hate uh, your wallet. Uh, so, <laughs> sorry yeah. for the leading statement here, but any thoughts?
1: No, Ceresa just makes me want to say Cerveza, which is beer, which is delicious. Uh, the gameplay looked kind of terrible, too, where you don't you don't really do You. you you hold people down and you let your demon do its work. <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's a it's a weird <laughs> yeah. kind of thing. I don't even like the the art style either. I nothing about this game is is
0: good. It's a weird they re- choice. They should rename this shit. Bayonetta Borigins. Uh Okay, that's all we have. Short, direct. <laughs> nah, uh, you don't act like you didn't like that joke. All right, all right I'll try going. not to. Okay, oh, God, uh, looking for a co-host. <laughs> Splatoon three. Paid DLC was shown in wave two. You go back to Inkopolis uh, in this DLC. It launches in spring. And then another uh, piece of DLC from the third wave called Side Order was teased, showing off a unique art style and level design, but not much else. Um, let me, as the resident Splatoon guy here, let me just say this. That shit looked stupid. Um, well, side order? here's why. All of it. Um, <laughs> here's the deal. The the Inkopolis DLC, the thing that they said was, uh, all the same stuff you can buy in the current city that you have in Splatoon three, you buy in Inkopolis. So there's, it's really nothing more than a cosmetic change. It just, you remember this this place, right? But you can only buy the same shit that you can buy at the place you already have oh, without spending yeah, any that money. Sounds dumb as shit. So it, it's literally just a palette swap with no discernible difference in anything whatsoever so it's a it's it's a nothing burger right the side order dlc okay if you remember when we had our game of the year conversations if you checked that out if you haven't please do it's still relevant and a good listen oh yeah but i i talked about the fact that that they've always blown chunks with the single player uh content right and i think this is probably going to be single player stuff if yeah, it's yeah. going to be more it's a, puzzle it,
1: it's an upcoming single player dlc for the switch shooter uh yeah Eh, fuck off
0: it's 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 gonna be another puzzle based you know like let's take everything that makes Splatoon fun and frenetic and cool and let's make you stop and solve an ink puzzle kind of a thing and I'm just so tired of them not only doing that but then like doubling down with additional content that does the same thing so I don't care if this thing has the coolest art style in the world if you're gonna make me stop and have to you know solve this dumbass environmental puzzle just to be able to go in and fight some like really easy boss that eyes and two hits like typical splatoon campaigns do then i don't yeah. give a damn i'm sorry i don't um, yeah
1: uh but... the, 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 nothing about side order other than it probably is more of the same is what they're saying and it's gonna have uh something to do with the, sh- the showdown between chaos and order um oh Sign me up yeah, that's a, for it, it, that. If you're gonna show that, show something. Like, don't hype side order like it's gonna be like this incredible. I like, just, yeah, it's not. But yeah, I got nothing it on this be. man. Yeah, um, nothing at all.
0: We can move on. Yeah, same thing here. Uh, but Fire Emblem Engage also got some DLC shown, uh, showing off some new emblems to team up with in your squad. Uh, Pack two was actually out uh, the night. Of the direct, so uh, and they also teased packs three and four as well. Um, you know, Pablo, I hate to say it, you know, I I never came back to the game, uh, after you know my initial bounce off. I've just been more interested in other things, and obviously, shadow drops distracted me since then. Times two, I don't care about this at all. I the more I think about engage, the more I think that this emblem idea just feels really hokey and dumb. Uh, which is a shame because I, the, the combat is so good, but I just don't think that anything, especially the emblem gimmick, really did enough to kind of make me feel excited about things like this uh, with the DLC. So that's yeah, where I'm at. How about I, you? I,
1: for me engage. I, I went ahead and I turned off, every, you can turn off like all the animations and all that stuff, and I was just kind of experiencing the game from a combat standpoint, and then it, it got to a certain point where it's like, what's even the point here since there's nothing that I'm, playing towards in terms of story so I also dropped out mm-hmm. of it and it, I do feel like Engage the, the 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 emblem rings all that stuff just feels like a fucking yeah but sure. also feels just like th- th- it was made for this the DLC packs and new characters like almost like a smash thing where oh, it's like yeah. cause they got That's Robin coming which is a pretty pr- uh, predominant character throughout the emblem series that Prom. they've saved for yeah. Uh, the third or fourth uh, pack here, so it, it seems like a weird omission to begin with. So it, it just feels it feels weird and and, and dumb and 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 I, and I attest that I do feel Fire Emblem Engage is is the mainline Fire Emblem game, but it is probably the most budget I've ever seen that series. Uh, so yeah,
0: yeah, and the most spin spinoffy yeah. feeling yeah. of them all too. It doesn't even feel like a it mainline doesn't. game, honestly. Um up next, uh, Harmony, The Fall of Reverie from the developers of Life is Strange was shown. Uh, yeah, it looks good. Uh, different art style, kind of unique uh, aesthetic to it. Launches in June. Uh, this was one that made me kind of stop and go, yeah, oh, yeah, that yeah. looks kind of decent. Um, but I don't have much else in terms of overall thoughts about it besides the art style being kind of Yeah, cool. I mean, don't mix
1: games. Uh, Life is Strange, uh, it's good as well. I, I mean, if, if there's anything like that, it, mm-hmm. we're in for a pretty decent to, to good experience. So I'm, I'm looking forward to what, where we land in terms of those things or if it's just good or if it's great, uh, but we don't have to wait much longer. I think it comes out of June. So that's a good thing.
0: Yeah. Octopath Traveler Two, Pablo was also shown in a new trailer along with a demo, uh, with the opening hours of the game that carries over to the full game, uh, which came out the night of the direct, um, some people swear by Octopath Traveler. Um, some people can't stand it. I think it's very, very divided out there. Um, I, I respect the game fine. I just think it was a little boring for me. Um, so I'm glad that's out there and that the fans get another game. Uh, but this does absolutely zero for me. With all due respect, yeah, same. How about I, you? you know, it's.
1: Uh, I think uh, I put a lot of hours into the first Octopath Traveler on the Switch, and you know, it just kind of mm-hmm. felt. I felt bummed out when I realized a lot of the stories that I was experiencing were, weren't really coming back to in any significant way uh, to kind of bring all those eight characters together. And so I don't know if Octoplast Traveler 2 is going to fix that. Um, I, I haven't downloaded the demo. I do want to try it. Um, I think the, the the one of the main complaints with triangle strategy, mm-hmm. strategy is that the game wouldn't shut the fuck up so much. They talk so much in that game, so I wonder where Octopath Traveler lands in that. I think um, I think that there's room. There's it's a possibility that it could be a game that I that could be great. Uh, but as it stands right now, I'm in wait and see mode. Uh, but yeah, I'm not necessarily really excited to 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 play it as it stands.
0: Okay. Let's move on. See if Stars was announced, a retro turn based RPG with a unique art style, out August 29th. Uh, Pablo, I'll be honest, this one didn't really do much for me. Uh, I don't have much to say about this one. It's just, you know, it's one of those ones where it's like it's cool, but, you know, unless I see it on a Game Pass kind of service, it's not really going to be something I'm going to circle over to. So, there's a a demo out now. So,
1: uh, so that was cool. Um, I on, think maybe. this game was so, supposed to come back was supposed to come out in December and it silently got delayed. So uh, that's a oh, that's a pretty long delay actually when you look at it. Uh, but there are people who swear by yeah. it. I, everything I saw, I thought it was like cool, like fine. N- nothing about it really stood out to me. But there are people out there who are all exactly. like are non. Like one of the great takeaways is seeing Star stars from the direct, which is cool, I guess, but mm-hmm. not really for me at all hey. in terms of how what I saw yeah
0: something for everybody but not for me speaking of speaking of games though pablo that have been delayed out the ass uh we finally get uh an update on Advance wars one and two reboot camp it's finally re-revealed uh with a new release date of april 21st now there had been a lot of discussion maybe it was going to be a shadow drop uh coming out on the 10th and obviously it has not happened but we're still getting it soon um and uh, any any new thoughts about it now that some time has passed? We're seeing it again, Pablo. Are, are, do you, are you still feeling the same way you felt uh, no, last time around? No, it's
1: changed, but nothing to do with what they showed. It's changed because I've come to the realization that I like these kind of games. And so this being kind of like the the, the kind mm. of game, this being, this being like one of the games that people talk about as being one of the best kind of uh, strategy RPGs uh, has me really excited to play it. Uh, I think yeah. you're going
0: to love it. If you Yeah, play it, so I think it's definitely one it. of
1: those things where I'm looking, definitely looking forward to play it. I was disappointed because it's <laughs> the first sentence they said is like, we finally get to play this in a couple of months. So I'm like, no, I thought this was shadow dropping. But now... now,
0: <laughs> Nah, that's good for you, bro, yeah, because yeah. you would have bought it and wouldn't have been playing 19 games at the yeah. same time. No, like not, Now we know why it
1: wasn't shadow drop. but <laughs> April's a good month for it to, to release. So, um, yeah, Advanced yeah. Wars...
0: Like I said... Uh, and, and and plus like like I said with Pikmin, I think they're just trying to get this shit out because this this is the end of the road for Switch coming a, up soon. And and this why hold on to this year, much longer?
1: That's a year you know? and two week re- delay. Uh, so that's that's yeah. that's a big delay yeah. there. But obviously, it wasn't because of the game itself reasons, you know. But um, mm. anyway, that's where we are with that. So they, I, I'm excited for it, but literally nothing to do with what they should direct other than just the fact that I've come to the realization <laughs> as to who I am as a gamer.
0: Okay. <laughs> All right, self-discovery <laughs> ladies and gentlemen only here on cooldown time uh kirby return to dreamland is shown once again pablo launching february 24th pretty soon uh i don't think i need to say this but i don't yeah, give a fuck about this game at all i'm not a kirby guy i've had plenty of takes about kirby's relevance and, and it's- uh i just it's,
1: it's I weird
0: know. this game just made me recoil Less when than I saw a year it.
1: later another kirby game i know dreamland is a game that people love and it's a remaster of that and it is but it man, is. i think last year's kirby was probably the best kirby game they've ever put out so it's a weird kind of thing that they they're doing this uh don't care Yep.
0: yeah same 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 that's mm-hmm. why we're friends up next pablo game boy game boy color And Game Boy Advance games are hitting Nintendo Switch Online. We've got Tetris, Super Mario Land 2, Six Golden Coins, Legend of Zelda, Link's Awakening DX, and Gargoyle Quest launching uh, as part of the Game Boy and Game Boy Color offerings. And on the GBA side of things, they're getting classics such as Mario Kart Super Circuit and Legend of Zelda Minish Cap, which all went live right after the Direct. Um... What are you I mean, thinking this is, here? You fu- what you this thinking? is
1: great. I mean, you know, I, um, I don't think that this is, I'm not a Game Boy fanatic. Um, I don't think that this is like, oh my God, a, a a monumental moment in their history in terms of like what they did here. Uh, but I, I think it's awesome. Specifically the Game Boy Advance. Stuff. There's a lot of Game Boy Advance games out there that I just never got to play. Uh, Minish Cap, I did play, and I I think Minish, Minish Cap for me is uh, probably one of the most underrated uh, Zelda games uh, out there. It's one of the ones that I kind of wish that they redid, remade. Uh, but I I'm I've I fired up Minish Cap, uh, and. It it looks really nice. It looks really good, uh, but yeah, it's just it's just cool to have these games. It's, I play Tetris. Tetris is awesome. <laughs> like it's just it's it's it, it's it's not like it's changing the way I think about in Nintendo Online. It's just really nice to have these games. And then when you look at what pres- uh, preserving preserving these games it, now and how difficult that is, uh, and how some of these games are just so tied into an ancient system. Uh, and then having to do like dry, trying to do weird stuff to actually play these games. It's good to have a place where you can go and and play uh, some of these classic fucking games. Honestly, just plain and simple. These are some of, some of the most classic games uh, out there now. But it's just it's a, it's a cool little thing to have.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I guess so. My issue is that Nintendo does such a shitty job of adding new games to this service that it, it's yeah. almost annoying now that they're adding more platforms to it because it's like, well, how long is it going to take? For them to add another wave of games to the collection, like we still were are waiting on, we're still waiting on um, Nintendo 64 classics to get added. And instead yeah. of you know beefing up that library, they keep adding new libraries of games. And it's like, well, you know, can you just can you finish what you started at least before you go running yeah. off and doing another platform? I think a lot of people predicted that we
1: were going to get more N64 games because nobody fathomed that they would add another platform. Yeah. which they would have to add.
0: Y- yeah, like um, you know, but like. What? I don't know. Like, it, it's cool. I'm not that- going to take anything away from it. It's cool to see it there. You know, like, I have history with the that- Game Boys, my, you know, childhood lineage playing Tetris, or as Pablo wrote it in the docket, Tertris. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's, nice. it's it, Pablo. First, guys, Pablo's docket typos are, are always hilarious. I don't know how he makes them funny. Like, they're not just regular typos, they're like great typos, especially the next one about Metriod Prime. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a bougie hotel yeah i'm staying at the Metriad. um listen
1: i don't i spelling is my twitter handle is literally is literally uh uh typo mcgee all right it's i i i i just type and shit comes out of my fingers and i just just type the type
0: things happen but uh yeah yeah, i mean i'm cool with it though and all, all all hijinks aside it's cool that it's there i just wish they would Give a little bit more TLC to the libraries that they still need to make worth a damn. Um, yeah. But anyways, let's... But, what, what do you got? But
1: everybody should play uh,
0: Minish Cat. Yeah. If you're a Zelda fan. Uh, super underrated. And so is Mario Kart Super Smash uh, I was just going to say, Mario, Kart, yeah, Mario Kart nothing ass. to sneeze at either. Yeah, that was pretty solid. Yeah, one. that's a good-ass game there, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, up next, we have the, of course, the announcement of the Metroid Prime remaster. Uh, so it gets shown and... I'm, 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 I'm getting caught up. I'm late on the direct, right? While this is, while I'm watching this, I'm not seeing it live. So I'm, I'm after the fact Pablo said, just wait. There's a lot of fluff, but just keep waiting. I'm like, all right, well, something's going to happen. Then they show this shit and I, I lose my damn mind. (laughs) I, and Pablo said at the top of the show, he doesn't see me crack a lot, but I, you know, Pablo knows when he gets the text message and it's all just capital letters and just random letters strung together, that means I'm losing my shit. Yep. And, you know, I, I think I texted him something like, oh, my God, I can't believe that happened. You know, and he's like, shadow drop. And I said, because I was still watching the, you know, the, 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 yeah. the overview. I'm like, shadow drop about what? Which, what? What got shadow dropped? And then just as he said that, I look up and it goes dropping later tonight. Bruh, I got up and <laughs> immediately started panting, panting like a German shepherd dog. I, I paced. He was I paced around my apartment. I bought it immediately when I found out it was $40. Spirit, I almost spirited I almost threw my panties at my damn LG C2 TV. I threw them right at they were draped over the side. It was it was a whole sight. <laughs> oh my god. I was I was literally sweating. I fired up the game, the intro, the the intro music, the menu music, if you know you know. When that thing kicked in, I Oh my god! I almost I got lightheaded at one point when I turned the game on, and Samus <laughs> jumped out. I, I, and I'm not I'm not embellishing for the sake of the podcast. I got lightheaded, um, and I'm like, oh, I don't feel all right right now. <laughs> so I paused and I kind of I went and got some cold water. Um, shout out to Fiji, and uh, I'm I I was better. But this was this was like. Zero to 60. Like I told Pablo, it's downloading too fast. I'm not ready. <laughs> so needless to say, this was by far uh, the standout moment for me. And probably my yeah. favorite direct moment ever, just based on my personal taste in games. This was my, yeah. like, this was my smash reveal of, like, a dream character. Uh, this yeah. is my Sora announcement. You know what I mean? So this this was just hands down A1 stuff. This,
1: yeah, th- as, as a person who's not a Metroid Prime fan or Metroid fan to begin with I this was like the first time in this direct where I was like oh shit like it's yeah like it it's good because this mm-hmm. so far checking in this <laughs> this direct was
0: like it was getting a little dry yeah
1: it's not good Uh, but then that kind of changed here uh, yeah. I guess everything else that showed after this was, was actually pretty good yeah um, yeah.
0: but we talked about the game at the top of the show so we'll keep this uh, rolling here uh, I'll be honest Pablo Master Detective Archives is up next uh, which is a game we both really really are intrigued about I don't remember seeing anything because I was still in my I- moment here. i
1: literally said that to myself when this game came on after because i even was like oh shit like when it showed it was shadow dropping metroid prime was that i had to go back and rewatch this trailer because even for me i was like this is a bad position they should have put like fucking you gotta, yeah you
0: got to put some bullshit stars up to this bitch or something <laughs> bayonetta origins throw that in there yeah
1: yeah yeah but i went back to see this and this looks awesome still for me a terrible name uh but uh, I'm still looking forward to, to this uh, yeah. this game.
0: Yeah, it looks cool. I yeah. can't deny that it looks cool, but I just I just worry with the storytelling being inconsistent yeah, yeah. with this with this team. Man, I, I hope they can get it right because the world itself is just A1 stuff. It looks super cool. For sure. Yeah, um, it looks awesome. And it comes out June 30th. It does, so. yeah. So not too long of a wait either. I'm pretty excited about that too. So we'll see how that fares when the reviews drop for sure. Uh, up next, if, as if the GameCube love couldn't get any better... We find out that Bait and Kaitos one and two HD remasters were revealed and they're coming to Switch this summer. I lost my shit again, albeit much lesser degree. Um this this franchise is so underrated. Um, it is a really and this was at a time when Nintendo was really struggling to put together a, a real meaningful, diverse portfolio on GameCube. And this franchise came out and um, it is a good ass franchise. If you are a JRPG fan and this eluded you back in the day, um, I really suggest coming around to it. It's got really interesting gameplay systems. I am not going to take the time to walk you through all of it, uh, but very unique systems there. Uh, interesting story, a very gratifying combat system, um, and I just cannot wait to get my hands on this one. I hope that they sell it at a cheaper price, though. If it's if it's if it's coming in hot, at like sixty a pop for one and two separately, or something like that, or or whatever. I might have to wait.
1: They've been but. they've been Nintendo for all their fucking money grubbing ways. They've been pretty good about yeah. remasters. I, I, I mean, thought, Prime. Yeah,
0: I thought that was gonna be sixty bucks. Easy. Yeah.
1: And and, we, and yeah yeah and people probably would have paid it. I so, would pay it. Yeah. Um. So that's the thing where it's like okay. Um, the, they're doing right by those at least. It's like, hey, we're, we're making these games. We want people to play them. At least that's what they're telling us with their price points. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never heard of this, man. Um, I'm, I'm not ashamed to say that. I've never heard of Biting kaitos in you. my
0: entire life. It's not for
1: problem. I, and, I, and I looked, and I looked <laughs> them up and everything and I'm like, damn, I just uh,
0: totally missed these. Yeah. I remember,
1: uh, you know, Usually when you don't know something, you look it up and you're like, oh yeah, I remember this from back in the day. Nope, nothing, none of nah, that. That's none understandable. of that ever came to,
0: to Very yeah. niche cult classic kind of franchise for sure. Um, Professor Layton gets a new game teased. Uh, Professor Layton in the New World of Steam will be the first uh, of its kind on the Switch. Uh, can't say I played any of, of the games in the past, Pablo. I have no reference to this at all. And let frankly, me tell
1: you something. I don't know. I don't care.
0: I, I'm not a fan of
1: puzzle adventure games, but I love me some Professor Layton. I played them. Played all the ones in 3ds. It's it, it just they're really well done and they're really smartly done and i like the characters uh so i was really i i was excited about this when they got announced because this believe it or not the 3ds got a whole bunch of latent games this would be the first ever uh latent game on a switch uh mm-hmm. which is crazy yeah. but yeah
0: not for me but here's something that is and this was this was kind of a cute moment for me because i i've never watched any showcase on behalf of me and my daughter before but <laughs> Way four of the Mario Kart DLC is coming out this spring and I gotta say that was like I said it was a very adorable moment just to kind of go oh my daughter's gonna love that track oh she's gonna get a kick <laughs> out of that um her favorite one is the music one where the road turns into like a piano um yeah, yeah oh yeah. my god that's her shit so I'm so excited for this to come out um I i I'm going to buy the pass for all of these uh, actually shortly after we record. And uh, because she's running out, she's, you know, I can tell she's getting a little tired of the same tracks because we play it so often. So this is going to be super enjoyable when that drops later this year. Um, But I'm hyped, man. What a good game. Those are so, those tracks are so good. They're done so well. And further evidence that
1: we're going to get a whole new system next year is the fact that we're supposed to get eight of these drops by the end of this year. And we're only on four, so yep. they're gonna start pumping these out really yeah. soon yep. here. Uh, and that's awesome because I'm telling you, every every pack that's released, every track, perfection. They've really done a great job. You might not be the f- biggest fan of, of the track layout in some yeah, of them. Yeah. That's just kind of, but in terms of how it looks and how quality. it fits into the whole aesthetic, oh, it's quality. It's quality. It's an amazing, amazing. And I hope that Mario Kart Nine does what Mario Car- what smash brothers ultimate did for the series i mm-hmm. hope that nine does that where it has every single track you've ever seen on a mario kart yeah. game ever appear here and that's gonna be fire i hope that's what happens
0: make it a live it's one live service kind of for a format i wouldn't be mad at just make mario kart an not ongoing even a little bit. For, forever you know um, not
1: even a little bit yeah that would be awesome
0: but that was not the grand finale pablo the grand finale was of course the legend of zelda Tears of the Kingdom, which had a gameplay trailer with some story elements sprinkled in. The trailer showed off Hyrule, but also showed the skies above and what seems to be some actual dungeons. And of course, the little last part of the game there. Uh, especially interesting. Yeah. I want to hear what you think about that too. Uh, but the game is still set to come out on May 12th. Um, I got faked out pretty hardcore because I was, I didn't know I was watching the UK version of, of the stream and the dates were oh. backwards. I thought it got delayed to late December. I almost passed out again <laughs> for the third time that night. <laughs> About um, to, he about he's about to he was drumming up the troll text uh, as you ready know to go. <laughs> i was getting ready to come at you like oh i wish i'd bet you again um but yeah nevertheless pablo i mean the floor is yours here you're you're the zelda yep. man here so break this down talk to me about how this hits you what you think about what we saw and just your overall feelings about all this
1: yeah man um I I thought it looked amazing. Just to kind of get that out the way, I I really um, I am not one of those people that will be disappointed if I have to go back into the Hyrule from Breath of the Wild. I I think that that's a huge world and it's it's it's, it's ripe to explore once again. But everything else that they've shown with the skies buff and the above and the actual dungeon layouts that they're showing, at least teasing. I mean, this is everything I wanted from from the game, and then the the story ele- from a Zelda game, and the story elements that they're sprinkling in there, like you know, you have uh, Ganon or Ganondorf talking, and, and, and the Red Moon, and Cutna kind of Zelda saying, "Hey, listen, I don't think you're going to be able to to do what you need to do here," and it's just all those moments of that trailer really kind of just got me really hyped for the game itself. But I will I will say, I I I I felt a little disappointed because. All indications, I guess, are showing that this is going to be the last time we see a trailer or anything of the sort before the game comes out. Unless there's a, a mini-direct. And I still wish that they showed more story. Because they did this with Breath of the Wild. where They showed Zelda crying. They showed these story elements that were like voiced characters for the first time ever. And then the game comes out and it's the most minimal story possible that they can have thrown at, uh, into this game. And so I wanted more um and especially the story stuff and so that left me a little bit dry feeling a little bit kind of like man i i i wanted them to 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 kind of prove to me without a shadow of a doubt that this game was going to have a story and it was going to be
0: significant and they haven't done that just yet for me what did you think of that last scene though that last little which one when you saw link uh like like over top of um oh my god yeah uh, Zel- yeah zelda. yeah yeah what did you think about that part any implications yeah there i you're mean curious she about?
1: yeah she she said what lend me your power mm-hmm. um but i don't i think she was talking to ganon there and now she's kind of overlaid that oh, okay. um i think that's the beginning of the game um mm. I, I think that or somewhere in the beginning of the game where right, i think something happens to zelda again i pe- people still have this notion and i don't i don't i don't think it's incorrect so people think that you're still gonna be able to play as Zelda in the game, um, and everything that she was saying kind of indicates that a little bit. Kind of like maybe she, because to have her being the de- the damsel the damsel in distress again would be incredibly disappointing. Uh, but I, they play fast and loose with those things, and I think the overlay of the voice and what we're actually seeing are two different moments. I know that you know Link's arm. Gets corrupted and has the the same kind of power that ganon does Uh, so i wonder if if you're transferring power over to zelda or or what what it is what exactly is happening here but um yeah i think they do a lot of trickery with that kind of stuff but i think visually that shit looked crazy right yeah it looked like a paint. i actually put that in Mm -hmm. my um in my twitter profile when you look at the 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 banner in the back that's my that's my new twitter profile banner
0: Uh, but Mm. yeah yeah so um I think there's some interesting things that they're withholding here. I I, I think oh, there's sure. some kind of time related thing going on.
1: Oh God, probably.
0: I feel, and I'm going to take a bold prediction here. I feel like one person's going to be in the past. Another person's going to be in the present and there's going to be puzzles where someone's going to have to do something in the past that helps the other character in the present be able to proceed or some kind of thing like that. I wouldn't be surprised. Some kind of weird time. That would be interesting. Uh, to it, As like a weird puzzle-solving mechanic where you know, you know she has to move this stone here so that later, 100 years later, or whatever, Link can traverse over it. Or what, it's just that kind of thing. But I could be wrong. Um, so I'm glad you said you were a little bit disappointing because I was a little bit too. Um, I think the story part is probably where I'm the most concerned slash disappointed because it it does feel like it's the same kind of trappings as what we got last time where they sort of gave you the story in the trailer and then you played the game and that that turned out to be the only real story there was is what you saw in the trailer. So I think that's my concern too. I have to say the voice acting sounded really fucking terrible too. <laughs> yeah, like but that. that's that's it. Sounded bad. I, yeah, I can't lie.
1: It, it sounded horrible in Breath of the Wild too. It was like... Yeah,
0: I think um, the, the the crowd of people that switched to Japanese voice acting are a little justified to me sometimes. But that's neither here nor there. Um, I don't mind that it's the same old high either. Um, I think when you when you think about Breath of the Wild that game was about not just building a relationship with link or zelda or the conflict going on it was also about building a relationship with that world um and the exploration that you got and the gratification you got from finding things you'd find out there, it brought you closer to that world. So the fact that they're going back again to that, it almost, it's like it's like what Camarocho is for Yakuza games to me, you know? Like, yeah. it, it just, you build that connection, it becomes kind of home, um, even though certain things change or feel different game over game, it's still the same place. And I, I like that feeling um, because that gives them... It's almost, in a weird comparison, this is a really fucking weird comparison, but walk with me. It reminds me of Fortnite, right? Like the map design in Fortnite, when like a cataclysmic event happens, it shifts and morphs the the, the terrain into something different, um, but it's still recognizable, you know? So it kind of makes the old feel new again. And I kind of feel like they can do the same kind of thing or have the same effect with Hyrule by taking the familiar and throwing some wrenches in there and making it feel new again, um, yeah, and making you curious to explore it all over again. Um, that's not to say that I don't want to see new shit, and that's why I'm glad the sky, you know, uh, areas are there and things like that. And it looks like there's going to be some
1: changes because, like, when when they show that that map. The Divine Beasts are gone. There's no Divine Beasts. And then the rumors about this game kind of tying in all the previous games uh, could be true. We do see a blood uh, moon. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, the moon did crash into into the world in the Majora's Mask. Um, So there's a lot of that uh death mountain looks like it might have erupted in the background so that's probably a a part of it there's a cyclical kind of theme because when you look at the at the tears of the Kingdoms like a cyclical thing and connecting and then there's a voice over at the end of the trailer that's that's reversed and if you play that in reverse it ties into the reversal so it's like it's you never hear what they're saying because it's overlaid so it's like reversing onto into itself over and oh, over so there's a there's a lot of like themes going on I think they're doing a lot when it comes to the, the themes of the game itself too much for there not to be for too much for the story to be bare bones I think that they're really I think what 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 is happening here is they're saving a lot of those moments because. I do think that we're there. That's a good chance there could be a time uh, portion. Ta- time traveling in 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 Zelda game is 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 pretty common. Ocarina the time you, you travel many years into the future and play as adult Link, uh, it's not it's not out of this world in terms of like uh, it happening. Um, so that could be it. I mean I, that 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 could be very well part of the, of what's happening. Um, many people are speculating that Zelda's going to die. Mm. I don't think. I, I, if anything. I am ready to move on from Link. Obviously iconic, but it'd be cool if Link actually dies, sacrifices himself, and then the next game is actually a Zelda: The Legend of Zelda, where you get to play Zelda. Which, is, what an idea!
0: The Legend of Link, and then you play <laughs> as Zelda. You just completely flipped this shit. <laughs> Some dumb um, shit like that. All right, Pablo. So we ran through all or most of the things that we saw at the event, but it is time to give this hoe a grade um Mm. so all things considered Pablo all the highs the lows the mids what do you think in here what's your letter grade for this thing
1: (sighs) I give it a C straight C um I just think there's it was so much nonsense and fluff and filler, and they showed the same things that we know have already existed. Over even the Zelda stuff, which I love, but we already knew that existed. Uh, and, and then the 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 really cool stuff, the Metroid Prime uh, uh, and the Game Boy stuff. That that stuff is awesome. Uh, but I, I don't think that's enough to bring this into anything else. Now I, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of always judging as to what they show. Uh, and they showed way too much shit for me it was way too much bs you know way too much nothing uh, a lot of dlc a lot of dlc stuff just this this just seemed like the 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 direct there which will probably probably be their biggest direct of the year in terms of software this just seemed like the direct where they're just showing all right it feels like the the cycle's over of the switch and we're pushing everything we possibly can for existing franchises and our swan song with, with with The Legend of Zelda. But everything else just felt kind of like... I don't know, man. It, it, there was... For the 45 minutes that this show went on, about 40 of those minutes, I was bored to tears. Like, absolutely just bored to tears. And I... Those five minutes are are great. But I... I in terms of that, I just couldn't really... I really couldn't give it more than see in good conscience just because of how much stuff and filler and bullshit there was
0: throughout here. Yeah. I'm not too far apart. Um, I gave this a C minus. Um, I think that, you know, obviously, you know, the Metroid prime moment for me is going to go down as my favorite direct moment. But I, I almost have to cast that aside a little bit because I have to agree a lot of this was very fluffy and that's always going to be a part of every showcase ever by the big three. There's always going to be some padding. That's like, why is this here? Um, to me I think the problem here is that Nintendo is leaning on like you said the DLC component which I don't mind typically but it just felt so heavy-handed especially at the front half of the event um with Xenoblade uh what else was it Splatoon 3 Fire Emblem and mm-hmm. you know it it to me and then you later on obviously you know things picked up a little bit but to me I just think it got really lost in that um, the DLC-itis thing. and
1: Yeah, and then... Go ahead. And they showed so much stuff that we already knew about. We knew about uh, Octopath Traveler, Sea of Stars, Advance Wars, Kirby, mm-hmm. uh, Master Detective Archives, Ranko's already shown. Uh, so much of the stuff that was like, that had a good showings were just stuff that we already knew about and had already seen trailers about, really. It, it just not they, Most of the stuff, it's almost like reiterating... What they've already showed, without anything new, maybe some release dates, which is good, but yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And I think you know my gripes about the Switch online uh, platforms not getting you know fully fleshed out before new platforms are added to the to the service is yeah. is, is a an, uh, continued annoyance for me. Uh, but there were highs: the Metroid Remaster, Bayonetta, one and two, uh, Wave Four of Mario Kart DLC, and despite a little. You know, complaints here or there. Tears of the Kingdom still looks really good. And Xenoblade's DLC looked really good too. You know, it wasn't all bad, but I think at the end of the day, um, this is probably, unless they have one last trick up their sleeve, I think this is probably the meatiest direct that we'll get for the rest of the year. And I think from here on, especially during the second half of the year, um, unless they have something for like a- another Pokemon remake or something like that, I.
1: There is, I think, there's rumors of a Pokemon remake. Yeah, I'm sure out there, there is,
0: I, and that's probably it. I think they have it.
1: one more. I think they have one more game. There's rumors. There's rumors about a Mario game. There's also rumors about a Donkey Kong yeah. game. Uh, so I think they have one more thing to kind of round it out. The, the problem is, is, you're not going to get any bigger than than, than Zelda. So, yeah. uh, well, Mario is, but like, like Donkey Kong or anything like that. You're not going to get really much bigger than that. So, I do feel like. Um, Maybe they'll have one more thing, but I think we've seen like their biggest showcase. Unless they surprise everybody and showcase and do a, a direct that is going to show off the new console, mm. uh, uh, which is possible. But though Nintendo last time they showed off the Switch, they showed it in January and released it in March. So yeah. they like to keep that stuff close to their chest. Yeah, so.
0: I think we might be in for a, a quite a lull for a while uh, once the first half of which this is year. fine
1: because because uh, every but because Sony and well. Xbox is supposedly gonna be releasing a whole bunch of shit, yeah. and Sony has Spider Man at the end of the year. So,
0: yeah,
1: you know this is if there's gonna be a year where they're going to have to, you know, if all they give us is Zelda, that's okay, because uh, yeah. this is supposed to be a massive year.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's very true. But yeah, C plus or C, I'm sorry, C minus for me, uh, for those reasons. But uh, glad that we got one. Nevertheless, though, I was I was at least glad that we got one uh, instead of the rumors that we weren't gonna get one altogether. So I'll take that. Yeah. Um, but that is going to do it for our Checkpoint Chat and for this week's episode of the show. We went a little long there, but with uh, you know showcases like these, we want to make sure we're covering all the ground and talking about the games you might or might not be interested in. Uh, if you enjoyed this, please give our show a subscription. It's free. Wherever you stream us is where you can do it, so be sure to take care of that if you haven't already. Uh, otherwise, uh, stay tuned next week as we get back into more gaming conversations and uh, have an interesting uh, checkpoint topic planned as well about some games that we uh, may have judged a little too harshly. So we're going to eat some crow next week, so stay tuned for that. Until then, on behalf of Pablo, I'm Marco. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. (laughs) Make me feel good. good.